a bonus banter where we answer your questions and talk about nothing. Welcome to bonus banter. The first episode of our bonus banter whatever series thing. You all right there, Jacob? Welcome to the third gallon bonus banter. They're everywhere. You're going to lose dice. Dice in your dice roller. You're not even going to roll dice on this. Uh, Welcome to M-A-Y-O 99.8. Nothing but banter. <laughs> we uh, we started this uh, <laughs> as an idea because we've gotten really far ahead with our new recording schedule. And uh, we could easily, this uh, upcoming summer, get in the uh, range of like six months ahead. Mm-hmm. And we love interacting with our fans and... Like, I think as of right now, there was a question someone asked on YouTube that is going to have taken us two months to respond to. Yeah, sorry. So we're doing bonus banter to get it yeah. all out ahead of time. Here's hoping y'all like it. We'll see how fast this comes out. We're doing this Saturday, May 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, in true third gallon luck fashion, uh, we announced this like two weeks ago, uh, anticipating to do our first one that weekend. And uh, Well, two weeks is reasonable. I, I know it's just pretty good, but but uh, we we weren't able to record last week. So nope. sorry for that. Um, but we have some fun things to cover here. We're also going to take the chance to we typically try to avoid talking about like new stuff that has come out because again, by the time it releases on our episodes, is not new no more. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how many of these we get to make. But in our first bonus banter, we have a question from none other. Then the Mario. The Mario. I loved your movie. I haven't seen the Mario movie yet. Uh, The Mario asks, in your opinion, what makes a good downtime session from both the player characters and the uh, GM's perspective? And I wanted to kick around to you guys. What do you guys look for uh, when it comes to downtime? And I imagine this might vary across Mm -hmm. game systems and there may be more, uh, there may be game systems that do downtime better than others. I've got a few things that uh, qualify as good downtime. For like a D20 system, usually, I'm not focusing on crafting. I have done crafting before, so having the opportunity to craft, that's always a good time. Um, Getting shopping done in downtime, like being able to replenish all my materials, making sure that I've got armor and spells, uh, like spell items, especially in first edition. You need that wand. You know, cure light wounds one. That's a necessity. That's a necessity. You need like four. That's your health point juice packs. Pocket cleric. Yeah. Uh, So pocket cleric. Good downtime in one aspect for a D20 system means I get all the stuff that I need to continue adventuring. Another one is just uninterrupted role play opportunity. Yeah. Mm hmm. I love that for downtime. I love just hanging out with my friends and talking to them as a character. I think that's fun. For other systems, like uh, Forbidden Lands, it's the downtime is mostly to create a a, a fort. Yeah, that's yeah. So just because getting o- functionality. Because otherwise, it's like it's all downtime. Yeah, except for whenever. with a little bit of action. Yeah. Because survival is such an important part of that game. Mm-hmm. 
Fighting is more prominent in the D20 systems, yeah. whereas in Forbidden Lands and whatnot, it's more, you're just going around and sometimes you have to fight. Yeah. So it's more downtime. It's actually about living in the Forbidden mm-hmm. Lands, which is essentially downtime. Yeah. Um, Bad downtime is what happened in uh, Not Abomination Vaults. Uh, I played Brittany Bali. Oh, um, oh. Tomb of the... Uh, Tomb of Annihilation. Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, it's uh, hex crawl mechanics were garbage. Yeah, that was yeah. bad. That was that was bad survival, bad quote-unquote downtime. Yeah. I like uh, downtimes. Roleplay is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my best example for that is, because I'm going to try and give examples for a lot of my stuff, is if you've ever listened to the Adventure Zone, I was a yeah. very big fan of how they had an episode of downtime between arcs. And it was just about them shopping at the fantasy uh, calls code. That's fun stuff. All your dreams come true. And like every character would get like a thing that they do. And I believe something would also happen to them as a group. And it made them feel important individually. And they had chance to see other characters grow while they were away. Because technically speaking, if you go on an adventure for a day, a 24-hour period mm-hmm. adventure, there probably isn't going to be a lot of character growth there. No. It's a bunch of action yeah. trying to survive. Uh, so having downtime is important for character growth. Um, mm-hmm. And I also believe that it does have, you could have it be important mechanically, but if that's a, if that's a thing you're doing, it has to be balanced. Uh, my example for that is uh, when I did a homebrew adventure, I would have months happen yeah. between our chapters. Like they would do, of course, during those months, characters would go off and do little mercenary group things, maybe fight bandits, but we didn't play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in order to keep things balanced, I didn't let them craft for four months. Yeah. Because that would have been a bit extreme. And between Just every adventure, they got two weeks worth of downtime to spend. And then the rest of it, we could just RP as needed. Um, but if I had to choose what I think might be the best downtime system, it'd probably be Blades in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Because it no, takes what the um, the Adventure Zone was doing with you have a arc or whatever, and then you have downtime, and it bakes it into the game. And Delta Green, I'd say. Both have specific mechanics for downtime. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blades in the hmm. Dark, you'd have the heist, and then you'd have actual mechanics for the downtime. Like, the downtime is an essential part of that game. It's basically how you, quote, heal. Yeah. Um, both wounds and also, like, mental stress. Uh, it's also how you manage your, like, resources and whatever uh, out of the game. Uh, and then Delta Green is much the same way. You'd go on to a operation, and you'd come back, and of course you'd take sanity damage. Mm-hmm. And sanity damage is just as important as HP damage, if not more important. Um, so you'd have to spend time to either you know de-stress, or it was also a good time to level up skills that you've realized are not very good. So I, I like it when a system specifically has plans for downtime that are important, because sometimes in a D20 system, it doesn't feel important. It feels tacked on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, that's mostly when you have a pre-made adventure, uh, because usually you don't always have a lot of downtime. In a homebrew, you can easily give downtime. But like in Outlaws and Alkenstar, we haven't had enough downtime to do something useful with. Not really. Uh, no. And so it's it's. I don't know if that's as much about the system as it is about the adventure path that we're currently playing. But my experience mm-hmm. with 2E right now is that downtime seems tacked on simply because I haven't got to use it. And I'll acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, there is a whole, like, there's the classes of actions there's like or modes right there's combat mode and counter mode and downtime mode yeah yeah i know it's just the we haven't had a chance to use downtime mode really yeah yeah you used it to scout out um 
Dattleby's place. Well, that's in fair. Book yeah. one. That's fair. Um, I would say that Outlaws of Alkenstar is is more things are happening at a pace. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you played something like Skull and Shackles or Kingmaker, Kingmaker downtime, yeah. you'd have a lot of mm-hmm. downtime. I think second edition might be just more. We want you to go, 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 because I've also been playing Abomination Vaults, mm. and you know that's got a time limit. Ah, well, I think they're just both the same kind of adventures. Okay, maybe. Where they're very linear. So, uh, so what Pathfinder Second Edition adventure are you going to be running for us next, Derek? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> uh huh. That is the question. That's isn't what it? I thought. Um, I mean, if you're looking at the the my perspective on this as the GM is that downtime is a function not only of game system but more more so of uh, of the adventure because you can do downtime in D20 systems just fine even in ones that have no rules for it whatsoever <laughs> 5e um, uh, uh. but it has to be within the scope of the adventure so if you're homebrewing you know you can set that up however you want but you have to do the work to set that up if you're playing a pre-written adventure then it has to take downtime into account uh example a i will uh, direct your attention to rise of the rune lords yeah rise of Uh. the rune lords had like a couple weeks of downtime in between things that would happen yeah um and it set things up well enough for you to do things with it because it gave you this very fleshed out city or not city this town of sandpoint to do things with. Rise of the Rune Lords had the best downtime because we adopted dog. Got a house. We, we bought a an apartment. It was a full house. Vicarious it was a living. House. Oh, yeah. it was a townhouse. Yes, like straight a three up story house. house. It's glorious. Yeah, and a dog to guard said house. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, uh, I forgot the dog's our little, name. Our uh, little so family. Kodar went to the gym. Got yeah, Kodar went points. to the gym. Hey, uh, I think I think Atlas went to the gym too, but That's he right. was mostly interested in checking out the guy who ran the gym. And um, yeah. and um, downtime is also a time to have stupid fun in your serious adventure, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. the beach trip, though I use the end of that as set things yes. for the future. Okay. That, and, that's uh, good downtime, too. And the wrestling episode. We had a, a break between serious episodes where my characters uh, accidentally murdered their way into a wrestling federation. Uh-huh. And uh, had a pay-per-view match, and I just had them use a D6 system to have their have wrestling. This is all homebrew Jacob's adventure. When he says episodes, he's talking about oh, sessions. story arcs, yeah. not actual yeah. episodes that episodes. we have recorded with microphones. The podcast a, has affected how I affected look at this. Affected the way we, 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 spent, we mention our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kat, do you have anything you look for in... Uh, uh, um, downtime. I like that downtime gives you a chance to explore your character outside of combat mechanics. Yeah. Um, you can start to characterize them, explore their personalities, yeah. the way they interact with other characters. As much as I love a good combat, sometimes it's nice to let your party dynamic play out a little bit in a totally non-combat related scene. Yeah. Yeah, I love downtime. I wish... Uh, we got to do it more in Outlaws of Alkenstar, but I don't think it fits the vibe of the story. Yeah. No. And yeah. it's a trade-off because I like a on a good on-rails adventure that everyone has like bought into. So like buying into Outlaws obviously is having Mugland and Loveless as your like uh villain in your backstory and being committed to like chasing them down. Like everyone buys in and you have this nice on rails experience, but the trade-off is downtime is hard to factor into mm-hmm. that. 
I do I do kind of like how we've done with Forbidden Lands and some things where the game really just is a downtime simulator half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's also really cool. Forbidden Lands lends itself so well to downtime, though, I think. Yeah. I mean, like half the game is just exploring, which is technically downtime mm -hmm. and building a fort, which is very much downtime. I mean, I think some of our more fun other than the scorpion fight, some of our more fun Forbidden Lands moments were technically considered downtime. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. I hope that answers your question, Mario. Uh, and another thing that we want to do on this episode of b -b 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 Bonus Banter Bonus is talk about yeah. uh, or, or have us all react and look at the uh, artwork uh, that one of our listeners recently won a commission from Drow for. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Drow has posted this in our Discord if you want to look at it. Do you want to give the prompt that they gave you? Uh, so I sent this, this beautiful person my, my normal commission spiel like oh here's a little bit of details that i need from you and they they went all out they had an idea in mind and all i managed to do was get that onto the proverbial paper this is dorn seven but it is vii oh oh that's cool and they're uh they're an Delightful. android druid in yep. the Iron Gods campaign. Oh, <laughs> Which that's awesome. That is fun. That I know, is so right? Fun. Uh, if you want to see this, we'll have it right now on our YouTube video showing off and we'll hopefully tweet it out some point in time mm -hmm. because this is an awesome headshot. Oh, that uh, is such a fun idea. I love the Iron Gods adventure path for 1E. I really want to experience at some is, point in time. That's like what I wanted to do when I wanted a druid warforged. I know, right, Derek? <laughs> I know. Listen, <laughs> Jacob slowly turned at me. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Uh -huh. But he's he's adorable. I got the I got the message that he was like five foot three. So he's he's just a little guy. He's just, just a little just guy. A little guy. <laughs> does does he have like a, a grease stain on his cloak thing? So he's covered in dirt. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's supposed to be dirt. Yeah, I was curious. He's, he's, He's dirty, and he's got. Well, he's uh, druid. He needs. To he's be got a, a little little venom beast inside of him. Oh, which if you look at his left side, our right, uh, it's kind of. It's it's snaking up. It's it's kind of interacting with the circuitry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real so cool. Here's to this dirty, skinny, short, little fucked up guy and, with and huge. I love ears. I love them. Androids love mohawks. Have you noticed that? Just like it. I just think it's neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. I just think it's to be neat. fair, I think that this one was to show off lines on yeah. the scalp. Yeah, which is got the circuitry, which is a good design choice. Yeah. Although I think that it could also be really cool for an artist who has more time than I do to have the hair illuminated. Yes, the hair would have the circuitry in it. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Well, another thing I want to do on this episode of B -B -B Bonus Banter, since it's going to be coming out right around yeah. when PaizoCon is wrapping up. Um, is talk about some of the cool things that have been announced at PaizoCon this year. So please, please do it. Uh, I have uh, What's the one, one word that's two words taped together, oh. and it is Mecha Geddon. Mecha Geddon. Mecha Geddon. Fight kaiju's punch them in the face. Mm -hmm. There's a Starfinder adventure path in a coming fucking out. Pacific Rim ass looking mech. Yeah, well, I know we, the fucking we robot. haven't played Starfinder, Shinji? especially on air. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's a star. <laughs> I want to though. There's a Starfinder Adventure Path called Mecha Geddon, which is everything it sounds like. You fight kaiju in mechs. I think it starts at level three, and you go up to seventeen with like Damn. tier seventeen <laughs> mechs. That sounds so cool. Damn. Yeah. 
That would take forever it to would, fight. It would, it, it it would, would take, take a long so time long. to record. That's like, uh-huh. what, four books, if yeah. not that five? Could be you know, what? like a single combat. Oh. Combat's at higher levels. Oh, yeah, they you take mean like how long the forever. combat would yeah. take? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'm so stoked about that. Even if we never play it, I want to buy it and read it. Um, I mean, we're going to play it one day. <laughs> whenever we retire. <laughs> yep. We're mm-hmm. just piling everything for the retirement Whenever fund. we uh-huh. homestead for our features. I'm, I'm fucking down. <laughs> we could make a town. We could reach out to listeners. That's right. But um, Welcome to the... Third Gallon Village. But again, Mecca. Third and, I, and I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> Geddon. Uh, now that's Starfinder. I know we haven't talked about Starfinder ton on here, but uh, there's a ton of Pathfinder news as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so some of our listeners, if you're into Pathfinder, may have heard about the Pathfinder Remastered Project. Um, if you haven't, basically, uh, over the course of Pathfinder 2E becoming a whole lot more popular over the past six months, um, they're remastering the way the core rulebooks are presented. Because right now, when you buy the core rulebook, it's licensed under OGL, yeah. and it has a lot of player options. It has everything you need to get started GMing. It has a bunch of rules for like crafting items. It's a big, thick book. It's like 600-something pages. Um, and so some feedback they've gotten is that that's a little intimidating, which I think, bruh, uh, well, but the yeah. main reason they're doing this is to get rid of everything OGL and replace it with mm-hmm. Orc. Oh, so all their core books coming up will be under Totally ORC. not related to anything that's happened in the recent past. Right. Nope. So like, there's a lot of things they're changing. Uh, instead of there being a core rule book, they're going to have a GM core, which is going to take what is now the GM's guide and the GM content from the core rule book and make it its own dedicated book. Yeah. Um, and any sort of rules or systems that had like names from OGL material will be, you know, reformatted, renamed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bigger changes related to that are going to be what the player content looks like. They're basically taking all the player rules out of the core rulebook and in the advanced player's guide and splitting them between uh, player core one and player core two. And there's going to be, I think, eight classes in each book. And that sounds kind of crappy because like the core rulebook has like a ton of classes, more than eight. Um, but it actually makes sense because there's a lot of things that have really good like subclasses or feats or an archetypes in the advanced player's guide, but you have to get both books to use them technically. Yeah. So like now if you get player core one and it has champion in it, it'll have all the champion stuff uh, from the... From both uh, books. From both books, yeah. Uh, in addition to that, there's some classes are getting some reworks, uh, notably Witch and Champion, and there's some more. Witch and anything related to deities. Indeed. Yeah. So Champion and Cleric. And the reason for that is they're removing alignment from the game, which I think is strange. Uh, but honestly, I've, I've talked about uh, before how I'm not a fan of alignment. So like, it's weird for me to be like, this is this is something that like is odd. Uh, you but, cannot be a fan of something, but understand that it's the norm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think what they're doing with it is going to be fine. They're basically replacing it with concepts that are already in the game called edicts and, and anathema. anathema. Yeah. yeah. So and I think that's it, really nifty. I think it, I think it's going to work out really well, but they're still keeping the idea of cosmic good and evil. So if you're a cleric and you worship Saren Ray for whatever, you can dedicate or what is it? Sanct- sanctify. Sanctify yourself. And like good and evil become like holy, holy and, and unholy. unholy. And they're doing away with law and chaos. Which makes me more upset, honestly. Which makes me very upset. Because I like the whole I'm old and change is bad. 
(laughs) (laughs) The cool part about all this is if any of these changes make you like, "Eh, I'm not sure if I want it. Everything in the core rulebook is still valid. It's not like they're changing the fundamental game system. You you don't have to go along with it. And technically speaking, the changes they're making, it's functionally the same. It's just the names and the things behind the names are a little different. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that. Like the, they're removing spell components and replacing them with traits like manipulate and concentrate. Um, because again, OGL stuff, they're they're removing spells like magic missile because OGL, but replacing it with very similar spells of different. And they're also just removing or fixing things with classes that aren't necessarily a problem, but stuff that players just don't do anyway. Mm -hmm. Like the fighter with the open trait. No one likes it. No one cares for it. It doesn't come into play very often. And they're fixing focus points because originally if you have two focus points and you spend two, you could only get one back without resting. You are. And that's stupid. But now you can just get them all back by spending the time to do it. Little yeah. things like that. You just made some fighter niche fan very angry by saying that their well, favorite system okay. is unliked. I invite them to fight me. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, niche fighter. <laughs> and right. they're also getting rid of of uh, Tiefling and ASMR. Uh, That's... Mm-hmm. Well, not getting rid. Okay, well, no, if no. you have them, you can use them. They're all. They're still going to be there. They're just not going to be in the new stuff. They're going to be called Nephilim. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, which will let you more mix and match. Uh, Nephilim is just going to be a kind of a catch-all for planar okay, influence. Bo- no, no, yeah. I don't care that they're getting rid of Typhling and ASMR. That's OGL. I get it. I just wish they they're lumping them all together, and I liked them being different. Cause a heaven-oriented lineage is different than a devil-oriented lineage. Oh no, entirely. Lineage. Yeah. If you're in Cheliax, you're not going to get Asimar Nephilim. You're yeah. going to get a devil Nephilim. But they're mm-hmm. kind of doing away with... It sounds like this is all, you know, not official, really. It's announcing what's coming in the future, right. which could change. But it sounds like they're making them all the same thing. And that's what I don't care and for. And the important thing yeah. is, is this is technically just a massive errata. Yeah. Like, none of this changes the fundamental game system, and you can still 100% play with the player, uh, your core rulebook content, uh, the only thing that kind of changes is if you like buy adventure paths past a certain point, like they're going to reference mm-hmm. these new books. But again, they're all going to be on Nethys anyway. So yeah, so it's not that big. A deal. It's God not really that big. God bless Nethys. Yeah, that this being is said, why, like ninety nine percent of my characters worship Nethys. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I am interested in getting some of the new books because I am mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the stuff they're doing with the with the witch. Yeah, I think uh, one of the bigger changes, honestly, is less player facing. Is that so? They're going to have a GM core, player core one, player core two. They're going to cover most of the classes, and then there's going to be monster core, yeah. which is covering basically a ton of the bestiary things. Um, and I think, from what I can tell, they're moving away from the bestiary concept going forward because there's a new like wild whatever book that's going to have a bunch of monsters in it. But isn't that just a bestiary by another name? It is. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But it's going to be less, here is a catalog of monsters and more like, okay, here's a book about nature monsters. Okay. And here's like background and lore in addition to just like a big catalog. Like more specific monsters in a book, not catch-alls. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But Monster Core is basically going to remove a lot of the OGL monsters, especially around like dragons that are very Mm -hmm. OGL heavy. Yeah. uh, And like replace them with other things. So like, 
one of the things instead of red dragon there's going to be like planar aligned dragons like a diabolic, diabolic dragon. dragon yes the fire that can hurt fire yeah and i think that shit is so awesome mad about that is <laughs> gonna use that jacob is salty salty this episode. Gonna use that? Yeah. i'm jealous of it and the last thing i want to talk about in this you know <laughs> deluxe sized bonus banter is that they talked about Adventure Pass coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some oh, yeah. really cool stuff. In July, there is a uh, dwarven-themed Adventure Path called Sky King's Tomb, and there's like a Lost Omens book going with it called High Helm. They're going to list all of the... Um, Sky Citadels. Sky Citadels. I know, like, right? We're going to know about all of them. Like five of them are secret right now, if not more. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. And then, uh, then after that is going to be a new four-part adventure path, which they haven't done before, called Season of Ghosts. Yes, it's going to be set mm -hmm. in the like Asia analog continent Tianjia. It has Lost Omens books to d oh, help like yeah. flesh out the setting going with it. It sounds so cool. And the there, it's going to be based around like four different seasons. And the names of the books in this adventure path are so cool. Oh, I'm going to read them for you. Uh, because they are like amazing. The first one is in this, I guess, in set in starts in summer. It's called The Summer That Never Was. Oh. Second book, Let the Leaves Fall. Third book, With No Breath to Cry. What a name. Uh, and then the last one, To Bloom Below the Web. Go! So I'm pretty sure I've listened cool. to like three different uh, emo band EPs with that were the song No Breath to Cry. <laughs> yes. Have you have you read the description for the first book? No. It's you want to read it for us? Uh, go, in go, the go. campaign's opening adventure, the heroes awaken disoriented and alone in a forest clearing after taking part in a traditional festival on the last day of spring. They soon discover their hometown of Willowshore has been invaded by monsters and has fallen under a sinister spell. Yet defeating the monsters is only the first step in discovering the frightening nature of the supernatural curse that has gripped the land. And as the days of a summer plagued with rain trudge on, the grim reality facing the people of willow shore will need true heroes to confront oh so cool uh, and <sighs> lastly but by no means least oh. after season of ghost finishes up season of ghost number four will be the 199th adventure path book released oh so for pathfinder adventure number 200 oh. uh they're oh. releasing a special like ah. deluxe size ah book called uh the seven dooms of Sandpoint. Yeah! Uh, it's going to be written by james jacobs my beloved my beloved <laughs> and based on an internal <laughs> office campaign at paizo that was like in the pf1e playtest era um sandpoint is a huge pathfinder favorite town uh if we do enough tours of the inner sea we will probably cover it by itself yeah um so this is going to be like a deluxe size i think it's four three or four to eleven so basically like the size of two adventure path books it's probably gonna be a hardcover and then they'll like do normal adventure paths after that so it's going to be basically a really <laughs> fat module by itself <laughs> i'm sorry but i looked up so i could see the cover of the book uh -huh. and it's one of the comments was sandpoint devil mostly horse goblin up front has horse chopper problem solves itself uh. <laughs> yeah i'll have the art in the video of this i'm so stoked this PaizoCon has been dope uh by the time this bonus banter comes out PaizoCon will probably be over but i encourage you mm -hmm. to look at the pf2e subreddit uh and also just paizo's like blog to see all the like awesome stuff that's going to have come out of it uh PaizoCon is like christmas for uh paizo enjoyers everywhere uh every may um so it's super dope 
But I think that's going to wrap it up for our first bonus banter. Uh, this was a nice deluxe-sized bonus banter because we had yeah. a lot to talk about. But yeah, if you have questions for us or comments or things you want us to to potentially talk about, we always link a uh, link to the bonus banter submission form in the descriptions of our episodes, or at least the most recent ones. Uh, the older one was like a specifically like rules question thing, mm-hmm. uh, but you can always uh, submit something there. If you want a quicker answer, you can always leave a comment on our YouTube videos and we'll typically we'll respond scream fast. At you. Yeah. <laughs> if ah. it's a particularly good comment, we might save it for this new bonus banter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you everyone for tuning in to the first episode of Bonus Banter. Uh-huh. We'll see you very soon. Actually, Bye. hang on. Bye. Thank you everyone for entering the uh, the giveaway too. That was a lot of fun. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bonus Banter. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you would like to submit a question or comment for Bonus Banter, please use the Google form linked in the episode description. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. The theme music for Bonus Banter was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.